This week's episode of Aussie Tech Edge is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, TFN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco and keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 708 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 14th of January, 2021. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my co-host, Will Tomkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. High I... five, man. It's been too long. Uh, hang on, this way. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I appeared early, but my other camera didn't work, so <laughs> I clicked the Z button and it stayed black. And I, went, uh -oh. I was early too, about an hour early. Yeah, well, that's because you can't remember daylight saving. If you would just be in the same time zone time as zone. the rest of us. If only the East Coast of Australia would have a common time zone. <laughs> Screw that for a joke, man. No, no, right. How's stuff? Oh, you know, same old, same old, really. It's been... The Christmas well, break? Three weeks or whatever it is we've been away, and that's exactly the same. electronic presents? Um, not really, no. We kept it with a bit of a minimum this year, we, uh... Trying to save up to buy a business, so we <laughs> kept the spending oh, down. You'll need to get a few dollars there. Yeah, so... It took me at least, you know, $10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we... Um, oh, I got by a couple of, like, a radio-controlled car thing, and... Yep. This, we call it the, the Hot Wheels death track, because it's like <laughs> it's an electric thing that fires these cars around, but dead set, they come out at about 100 mile an hour. You'd stand in front of it, the thing would kill you. I saw, I saw a uh, video today of somebody who had something like that, and the car goes around the track, two cars, one goes around and breaks the track, the second one comes flying down and goes up and gets stuck in the roof. <laughs> it's going that fast. Yeah, it's like that. It's, like, There's the car up there. It's insane, this thing. <laughs> uh, it's, so I got in that and had a few things, and no, over Christmas I had to put on my, obviously all the... Uh, solar panels and stuff got damaged from a house storm so went and spent three days putting those back up on the roof and got all that organized and not the broken ones back on the roof but no not generally <laughs> no replace all the panels and fix the solar so we've got solar again now so we'll stop getting bills hey. again and um i still get bills i can figure out what's going on i need more panels i think I've only got 5.2 yeah, unless you're using the aircon all the time you shouldn't be getting bills my daughter does all night. Yeah, that'd be why. <laughs> the battery doesn't last that long in that case. No, and see, that's the problem. Uh, the next day, you're too busy recharging your battery and not putting enough power in. Yeah. You know, you probably need another, you know, five... I only get like nine cents now anyway, so... Yeah, you probably need like five... You know, another five kilowatts. So. Yeah, stick it on the west side since everything's on the east at the moment. Yeah, I got, uh, I got 12 kilowatts. Get, a, get another so, battery from that. What's that battery place called that's got good batteries? No. <laughs> battery Central Ipswich. <laughs> battery Central, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't do much in the grid tie stuff. It's too hard. Uh, but what we you got a Trina Best, didn't you? I think it was. 
Yeah, that with the trainer. Yeah. Um, 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 was LG. it? Oh, it's an LJ. That's right. LJ Cam. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, they're not. All right. Yeah, they're fine. They've come down a bit in the last, you know, little while the too. Tile, the um, panels are all Trina honey. Yeah, Trina's a good brand. Yeah, Dad's got them on his place. He's had them for like ten years or something. He's got no problems. Mm. Yeah, no, he's not having big bills no more. A lot of the secondhand stuff we get, it's all um, Trina stuff. It all seems to be fine. We very have very little trouble with Trinas. Yeah. Um, yeah, and no, I got we got twelve kilowatts. Um, or four on the. Uh, four on the east and uh, eight on the west. Yep. Um, due to a tree being in the corner of the yard, so I can't put any more on the east side because the tree blocks it. That's not so. the tree that you bashed down your fence with. No. no. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, that's not too bad. At the moment, I'm on a particular provider giving me nineteen cents. Nineteen. Yeah. That must be nice. Another six months and that finishes, but at the moment I'm on 19, so it's not yeah, too bad. I can. No problem. I, I was getting like 20, and then they're like, "Okay, your one year, yeah, bonus time is up. Now we're gonna drop that to less than half." You're like, "Okay, well I'll go somewhere else." You go somewhere else, and they're like, "Hey, hey, why did you go somewhere else?" They're like, "Cause you stopped giving me the good rate." Hmm. Ah, we could give you another one. We should offer that before I get the chance to leave, shouldn't we? Yep. So, um, we were hoping that you would just take the crappy one anyway, not so, bother moving. Pretty much. Same as banks are like that, right? They just hope that you never leave, so they give you the crappy rates, and all the new customers get the great rates, and then you go, and then this happened with my bank, and they're like, why'd you leave? Because you gave me crappy rate, you wouldn't change it. Yeah, we should probably give you a better one, shouldn't we? Well, yeah. It's funny you have that because I'm at the same bank and we had the exact opposite. They were ringing us to tell us that they can offer us better deals. Yeah, so, I rang them up. So said, weird. Can you do? Well, I sent a um, bank mail from their internal system. Yep. And they're like, well, we can give you this other slightly crappier one. I'm <laughs> like, I don't want slightly crappier. I want better. Yeah, so I actually oh. rang them up and talked to them. Yeah. I got myself a MacBook Air 13-inch M1 mm. processor. I can't help you with all your problems. You're like um, Simon from the uh, Commodore 64 stream. I was like, I don't use the little netbook anymore that keeps rebuffering the Twitch stream while yeah. I'm trying to watch you. Now I've got a nice high-speed M1 MacBook Air, and he's like, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. He said, I've got a MacBook Pro sitting next to me. I keep the, I use it for a coffee holder. It keeps the coffee cup nice and warm because it runs nice and warm. Yep. <laughs> I was like, well, at least I can watch the thing. And when I go on holidays, I've got a nice fast little. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They they they're good for that. Like, they for the for the size and the price. There's not much that will keep up in that bra- in that bracket. Yeah. You know. There's a couple of grand, and I got half a terabyte hard drive in there. So. But they're, they're such a compact unit. You know, they have got good battery life. Um, they're a throwaway item because nothing in them is repairable thanks to Apple's non-repair policy. But, um, yeah. you know, they're good for a couple of years. They usually get in a bit of trouble for that too, aren't they? <sighs> they do and then they don't and then they do again and they don't again. <laughs> you watch, you um, see all these news things. Oh no, Apple's in trouble now for their no repair. Next year, Apple's in trouble again. They didn't change their no repair policy. They're like, well, we don't really care who's going to do anything about you it. You watch uh, Lewis Rossman on uh, YouTube. He keeps up with yeah. that. He's an Apple repairer. Yeah. Um, he keeps up a lot with that sort of stuff. And he actually just got back from Sweden or Denmark or something like that. There's a guy over there who was repairing um, dead Apple products, iPhones and MacBooks and stuff, and giving them out to, or basically effectively giving them to, like, you know, people who needed them or poor people or community clubs and stuff like that and apple sued him because he breached their no repair policy again he wasn't a certified agent and so doing good well lewis lewis knows their own rules and better than they do he's taken on their lawyers several times and and won every time (laughs) um and he went over there and defended him and his defense was great he stood up to him said this this and this and this and you allow this and you don't allow this and this happened he did this and 
The lawyer's like, <laughs> "Sounds good to what's, me." What's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> and he and he just said to the judge, "Look, at the end of the day, here's a kid helping out the community. Yep. You know, before that, you know, he was he was he's a very talented kid, and before he would put his talents to good use, he was using them for nefarious purposes." So it's up to you. You can penalise him for doing the right thing and he can go back to doing the other wrong thing where he never got caught or he can tell Apple to go away and mind their own business and he can continue to do the right thing. Yeah. And the judge booted Apple out of court and said, don't come back. Sort <laughs> <laughs> right of like that sugar water company that suing, sued the Australian governments or councils for putting in bottle recycling centres. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that even a thing that you want to try and stop people recycling bottles? It, it, what? <laughs> because they have to pay for it. The, the so, sugar company pays for the recycling. So yeah, the well uh, the man the manufacturing they, company does because the price of the drinks up anyway. Well, you know, well no, they're not allowed. They weren't allowed to. See, here's the thing, because uh, the, they're paying the ten cents back. So you you pay, you pay ten cents per bottle that you get refunded, right? So the company that handles the transactions charges the company, you know, whether it's the bottling company, whoever's whoever's producing the bottles, uh, whoever's filling the bottles, um, charges them eleven cents because they make uh. one cent on every transaction. Um, so you know the company's complaining that it's costing them an 11, extra eleven cents, you know, for a bottle. <laughs> Taken away from their four dollar bottle of sugar water that should cost you twenty cents in the first place. Well, this is what people don't understand. They're not in the business of selling you soft drink. They're in the business. Of, yeah, they're not in the business of selling you water or selling you soft drink or selling you juice. They're in the business of selling you a bottle because <laughs> that's what they the sell. Bottle costs four dollars. Yeah, and they upset because they lose eleven cents out of every four dollars yeah. overpriced. That's right, <laughs> and that's what they're complaining about. It's like. Seriously? Kind of like that, that thing where I was reading and this guy went in to give a, a talk at a university and they're like, so what is what is McDonald's main source of income, their main business? And everyone's like, oh, they make fast food, burgers and stuff. No, they buy real estate. Mm -hmm. And then Prime the real franchisees estate. lease the spot from them and they send them some food to sell, but they're primarily looking for the best spots of real estate all over the world that they buy and that's their business it's yep. just real estate the key the key prime prime real estate yeah the, but, the food stuff on the side is just a way to get the real estate yeah exactly same with what you were saying the sugar water is just a way to sell the bottles yep but it's funny too like you got um um oh man i hate that i got halfway through a thought and my brain just went no you don't need the rest of that process <laughs> Reboot, so, reboot. Yeah, pretty much. No, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, that's right. Like a, the bigger chains like um, Costco, well, not so much Costco, but the bigger ones that are in um, supermarkets like Myers and Kmart and Woolworths and those sort of ones, they predominantly don't pay rent. They yeah. basically have a deal with the contractor to say, once you open your, once you open your supermarket, we'll move in. Um, and we'll, we'll bring, bring all the other shops. Well, we'll we'll move in. We'll take what we want. We'll set our store up, and we'll bring a million customers to your shop, to your shopping center every year. Yeah. So that's they don't pay then rent. The other shops they're... will go. Oh, Kmart's there, so we better yeah. move in too. That's that's what happens. The rent cost gets split up with all the small stores. Yeah. Because the big stores don't pay the rent because they're the draw card. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't charge the draw card money. <laughs> and it's like works that well for them. Works that well for them, but what it means is suddenly, what you know, if they were, if if everyone's paying the same price per square meter, which is how it's worked out in commercial premises, a small shop owner could be paying a thousand dollars a week rent. If Woolworths was paying rent, they'd be paying fifty thousand dollars a week rent. But the thing is, they wouldn't be because this average meterage per business would be less. Yep. So the small shop owner would only be paying two hundred dollars a week rent, and Woolworths would only be paying. $10,000 a week rent. So it's all relative, you know, like yeah. the small shop owners have to foot the bill and pay more than they should because the big conglomerates won't. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's bill of rent of the week. <laughs> I don't usually call you bill. Yeah, uh, do you? Some do. 
Yeah, uh, I get called worse. Billy! <laughs> Billy, don't you lose my number. Because you're not anywhere. Should we do some noose? Uh, I suppose so. Suppose so. Enrienko said it's reduced the number of users per fixed wilder cell from historical levels of around 60 down to 19 on average. Company said that reducing the average number of users per cell was one initiative it had undertaken to achieve increased data rates for users. It was also optimizing end user radio conditions and actively balancing user profiles as some of the same package of works. Following a 20% increase in the number of active cells in the last 12 months, there are currently 19 users per cell on average, a reduction from historical levels of around 60. Congestion on the fixed wireless network has been a multi-year challenge for NBN Co. and has cost the company at least $800 million to fix. In 2017, NBN Co. had approximately 5,000 cells activated with 60 users per cell in different locations as a maximum allowable number. That would appear to suggest that while number of users in some cells peaked at 60, the distribution of users among active cells was not uniform. Now they say with 342,000 customers on the fixed wireless network, there are now approximately 19,000 cells, which gives an average 18 or 19. Recently added cells have been targeted areas that experience particularly slow uplink speeds. Outside of increasing number of cells, MBN Co is also deploying carrier aggregation to improve load balancing across available spectrum and enhance single user data rates and exploring the use of newer antenna technology and high capacity backhaul. Has also proposed the introduction of bandwidth limits on individual users in busy times, enforcing a fair use policy. The updates on congestion activities come as NVN Co announced the re results of tests of millimeter wave 5G technology, which may be deployed in future upgrades of the fixed wireless network. NVN Co claimed to have achieved a world record for long range 5G transmission using millimeter wave. Live testing at NBN Proof of Concept site near Mortlake, Victoria, NBN Co and its technology partners Ericsson, Qualcomm Technologies, and Casa Systems achieved a stable 5G millimeter wave transmission of close to 1 gigabit per second, a distance of 7.3 kilometers, double the distance recorded at the site just three months ago, and a new record globally. NBN Co anticipates ongoing testing to determine, demonstrate even longer capability in the future. NBN Co added that more than 90% of its fixed wireless customers live within 7.3 kilometers of an existing cell. I wonder when people realise we're actually going backwards. Because how much power did they need to pump into that to push it that far? Back in the old days of the old analogue phones, you could put you could put a 100 watt tower up and it would go 30, 40, 50 Ks. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now you can go seven. Well, three and a half, really. Seven mm -hmm. if you extend the technology beyond what it's designed for. Yeah, push it. <laughs> so, but the only thing I've got to say about have you seen the new Lamb ad for 2021? No, I won't. There was one. Yeah, I won't show it all, but I'll show that the it's basically Australia 2031, right? Yeah. And my favourite thing about the whole ad is when you get to the shopping centre. It's uh. Post itself best Sydney city again. Further delays ten million That's very subtle. <laughs> Oh, I just love it. I thought that was hilarious when I saw that. <laughs> and Sydney would vote itself best city again. Oh, yeah, well, no one else will. Melbourne would argue with that. <laughs> Brisbane would have a go at it. <laughs> That's actually a really good ad. You'll have to watch it. Have you seen the, um, you, you know, the the Step 1, the Undies ads? I watch TV. Well, you see them on YouTube, too. Um, Try not to watch YouTube ads. Yeah, well, this is they true. force them down your throat now. Two unskippable ads per watch. Yeah, and those ones aren't revenue for the for the creator. They're pure so, YouTube. Have you seen the stupid wish one with a girl doing backflips? It's oh. like, what's the point? So this is the the step one. Um, So this is the step one ad, which some people are probably saying. I like tree trunks. And when tree trunks walk together, they chief. But step one has got you covered. So that's, but this guy here, yeah. he's in the new lamb ad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He sounds like he's from over the ditch. He is. My legs are like tree trunks. And when tree trunks rub together, they chief. 
Choice. So. Choice, uh, bro. That's it. So, um, let's see what we've got here. A couple of quick ones. So, Zoom, as most of us know by now, is a program that people use for doing things. Because you can tell because of the way it is. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's, you know, video conferencing, whatever. But I'm actually they, surprised that with the huge uptake in video conferencing, particularly Zoom, it's still stable AF, right? It's more stable than anything else. It really yeah. is. Their compression and decompression software is just on point. And they yeah. must have upscaled like crazy over the last six months. They, oh, yeah. Um, and no, that like, it's such a lightweight program. Like, it'll run on my netbook as, and it'll run on my little old ancient laptop thing down in the shed that's got you know a vga webcam and you know <laughs> still running windows actually still running windows xp and uh, it, it'll run on that just as well yeah. as it runs on this computer you know um but yeah so basically they've obviously you know had to very quickly expand um but their shares skyrocketed from 74 dollars to 337 dollars um and on Tuesday the company has declared its intention to publicly offer 1.5 billion dollars of shares to common a stock. Um, it's, and you got to remember, it's only launched two years ago. Like yeah. it, it's gone nuts. And also, there's an enterprise side of it which I was unaware of called Zoom Phone. Um, that outbreak to normal telephone service. Well, it runs on a mobile app as well. Plus, they've got a yep. desktop app. They've got, you know, call transfer, call forwarding, voicemail, call recording, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, conference calling, call hold, barge, listen, monitor, whisper, takeover, all the stuff you'd expect on a PBX system. And it's all done through through Zoom. Yep. And then there's, um, you can add it to your existing carrier. You can port your existing number. You can, ha you know, use your existing phone hardware if it's IP stuff. There's a lot of stuff you can do. I was completely unaware that that was a service. Oh. Um, I only just discovered it today, but it looks really good, and I'm actually contemplating going that way for work. Because yeah. it's um, 150 bucks a year. That'd be worth it. <laughs> you know, for up to 100 that's up to a hundred. Uh, they got a free plan, but you can't do a lot on the free one. But they got, I think it's one hundred and fifty bucks a year, and you can do like, um, is it? Hang on. Uh, yeah, and then you add other stuff. One hundred twenty bucks a year, actually. And then you can add other things. So you can add a one eight hundred number. You can have all this other stuff. So you can have a toll free number. You can have you now all this other stuff added on it as well. Plus, it integrates with the standard Zoom part of it as well so I thought that's pretty cool it's just something to make people aware of I, I was unaware that that was a thing yep so should we mention some of these people and stuff below us here uh, do we have to <laughs> so it's um, um so yeah. yeah on that note too we had um, what's the other thing stop Stop. Why does the thing stop thinging? Rething, dang it. <laughs> the thing thing. Thing a thong. Um thing a thong a thickpinth. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had um uh obviously the winners I contacted uh before Christmas. Yep. Um for the gift cards. And uh they have got back to me and all things have been sorted there. Big governor. So it took one per two people, no one person, and literally like yesterday they got back to me and I'm like I'm just going to use this card myself. <laughs> <laughs> like how long should I wait? Yeah. <laughs> they got back to me yesterday, so. Your time nearly ran out. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be this close. <laughs> But uh, I sit by that much. So, but yeah, we should mention um, obviously Kate and um, they'll be down the bottom when it comes through. This thing. Oh, the uh, what? Address. Ko dot ko dash fi dot com slash Aussie tickets. <laughs> Shut up. 
It's a stupid. It's a stupid address, all right. <laughs> I don't know why they're um, stuttering like that either. They don't normally. But uh, wait, wait, wait. yeah, I don't know why they're scrolling so slowly. But anyway, um, Any time to read it. Yeah, yeah, I meant that. It's, I did it on purpose. Right. Um, let me just see if I. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, then we've got facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, obviously. Twitch.com um, slash Aussie Tech Heads. All the, all the things. Patreon. Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, not P-A-T-E-R-O-N, because that takes you to an entirely different website. Patreon. They still want money from you, but <laughs> I don't think you get anything in return. Okay. <laughs> um, Sounds like a cyber squatter. Yeah, pretty much. Um... Yeah, patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Uh, and of course, you can, if you wish to do via PayPal, you just contact us and we can do it that way as well. We do have a few people doing that. Uh, our publicly announceable supporters. Uh, we have Kate, we have Pouncing Yellow Skull, we have Daniel and Amanda, we have David Bird, and we have Chris. Um, Thanks for that. We really appreciate it, everyone. It does. It, it gives us an incentive to uh, to do shows and um, it puts uh, solar panels on Will's roof. <laughs> no, I paid for those. <laughs> it still not. Don't you? We be... still need a few more donations to help Glenn upgrade <sighs> from his TRS eighty computer. And yeah, I know, right? Maybe my next Christmas we might get him one. Was it? Wasn't he? Wasn't he going to do a special message that we could? insert in the show for everybody yes wasn't wasn't he going to re-record the audio at the start of the show yes <laughs> and he was going to appear on the christmas special yes. very well done Glenn. <laughs> so, you're the ball, you're there, but, uh, so you're on the ball there so you're on the ball and of course we've got our andrew g as well paypal like if you're getting about sorry yep. buddy i don't deliberately forget i just forget because i andrew forget most G's things word. in Is all related honest. to ali g Allergy. Warren G. Regulator. Yeah, I was going to say Warren G, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so. play that on my show every now and then. Regulators. I haven't heard that for ages, actually. <sighs> See that you don't listen to my show, obviously. Oh, what a bird. I am normally... Um, I do have it on. I just usually don't... don't you know what my house is like. It's a madhouse yeah. here. <laughs> I have it on. I listen to like... Uh, the only times it's funny. When I listen to your show, I'm like... You, I listen to you say what songs and stuff are, are on them. Oh, cool! I want to, and then something happens and I don't get to listen to the songs. And by the time I get back, it's you again or an ad, and I'm like, ah, I seem to only listen to the ads. Yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to the show. Oh, how's your um, 3D printing stuff going, by the way? Um, well, you see, the this is now the, the, the CNC. Oh, the CNC is fine. And my K40 laser is fine. Um, my Delta is still waiting for me to machine a part to make it a 3mm printer. And the Ender 3 is now on its third mainboard. What the what? I figured out what the problem was, but it, unfortunately it took me three mainboards to figure it out. Uh, the fan... You know, they sold me a dodgy in the first place, Yeah, right? I think so. Your, your, I think yours was just bad from the get-go. I wonder I was having so much trouble, and I'm like, I don't get what people like about these things. They're frustrating, and I hate it. Well, I've replaced the power supply. I've replaced two stepper motors, and I'm now on the third motherboard. Um, but what it actually was with the motherboard, and I only just discovered it, you know how under the hotbed the, there's the top plate with the fan and the motherboard was under that? Well, that fan would come on. When you started printing, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool, the fan's working. But the other day, I did a big print and I got three quarters of the way through the print and the print failed. I'm like, why? And the bed went forward just as I was looking at it and the fan wasn't spinning. Oh. So, what was happening was the capacitor that would run the fan driver, once the board got hot, would shut the fan off, which of course just made all the drivers overheat and bake Is themselves in an oven. <laughs> so, basically, this thing was just cooking itself to death. Because the fan would stop working. Yeah. So, I eventually figured it out, but it's cost me three motherboards to do it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, I've had this axe for like 20 years. It's only had four handles and three yeah. axe heads. 
It's still the same X, right? Yeah, I know. It's still right? the same ended. The, the 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 frame and the printing platform is the same, and the yeah. X and X and Y step is the same. I've just had to replace the extruder stepper uh, twice, which I think was related to the motherboard. I think. It's surprising I managed to print anything on the damn thing. Well, I, w- I would say when you first got it, it was probably mostly behaving. Yeah. And it just deteriorated so over time. Because yeah. um, the first time the stepper motor um, on the board, the original board when you sent it to me, the stepper motor driver was turned down so it didn't have enough pressure to feed the stepper motor hard enough for the, uh, for the extruder. Yeah. So it would jam the extruder all the time. And then on a giant print I did, and I went away, went to work and come back, it had burnt the stepper motor out because it was trying to extrude, but it couldn't. So I'd overheated the stepper motor and burnt that out. And it took out that board at the same time. So I put the second board in, I readjusted all the levels, and it seemed to fix that problem. But then that board just died for no apparent reason. But I attribute that now, knowing that that fan failed. So, anyway. anyway. Let the smoke out. Yeah, let that magic smoke. Well, it didn't. It's never done that. It's just it just stops printing. Yeah, but it just bakes itself pretty much. Dude, but, um, I always feel better if I'm baked. <laughs> so I'm gonna redesign a couple of things on it while I got it in pieces, and I'm gonna move that board from under the bed somewhere up beside it so you can keep an eye on it. I'm gonna put just put Take a, a fan on the I'm, side. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing is the lid that sits over the top, the yeah. screw holes are exactly the right size for your normal like PC power supply fan. Oh, okay, that should be better. Yeah, so I'm just gonna put one of those on it. Move a lot nice. more air. So. So yeah, so but all my projects are. Oh man, I'll tell you what, I've bought my. Media Center, which was one of these Android H96 things. Uh, it works really well um, for most things, but it doesn't like streaming um, streaming sites. Like YouTube's okay, if, or if it's got an app, it's okay, but it doesn't like streaming a site through a web browser. It's just, is it, it Codex or something? It's an octa-core. Like it's, it's got 32 gig It's 4 gig RAM and 32 ROM. Like it's a pretty powerful... You know, pretty powerful little unit, but it just doesn't like anything playing through a website. Um, so anyway, we recently, um, I got some Intel uh, NUX, some cheap ones. Yep. They're um, quad core, two gig or two point three gig processor, four gig RAM. Um, they got the little micro ESSDs, whatever they are. The things from back in the day and running Windows 7 on those things and um, I was putting Linux on them but there's this really weird thing in Linux where it fills the mouse buffer up you move the mouse a couple of times and it's nice and smooth and it just gets jerkier and jerkier and jerkier the more you move it (laughs) it's really bizarre you don't want to go jerking the mouse no so I put Windows 7 on them and they're fine. I got one running as a media center. I got one controlling my K40 laser. I got one controlling my CNC. <laughs> <laughs> You've so, upgraded from the Pi's. Well, the Pi still controls the. Well, I'm not using the Pi anymore either. I'm using my. Uh, I got a complete blank. What it is? My mini processor for controlling two. I got two octoprints running simultaneously on that. Ah. So that's controlling those. My pies are, yeah, being retired to sitting in front of me and looking pretty on my desk at the moment. <laughs> that's one. Yeah. So. No, I saw there was a project over Christmas announced where you can put a, um, I think it was Raspberry Pi Zero. Uh, you connect it to the Denise chip in the Amiga 500 and it can run processing soft, video processing software and it'll output HDMI from your Amiga to an HDMI TV or monitor. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Well, you should because <laughs> I've got the A520 and the quality you get from that is really terrible. The only other options are get a video upscaler, which costs like two or three hundred dollars. I guess if you want to run it on that, yeah, but it doesn't look right. 
I can't get a 1084S for like less than $600 either. Otherwise, I'd look at something like that. So, no. If I can get it on my current TV, LCD TV, and HDMI sharp, crisp output, that'd be nice. Oh, I mean, I understand it, but like, it, yeah, well, that's the thing though. I guess if it upscales it correctly and it makes the image clearer. Yeah, yeah, it does. You yeah, know, that's the thing. And Sony like a Pi Zero, which costs nothing. So. Yeah, twenty-two dollars or something. Nice. Do you need you don't you wouldn't even need the wireless or oh, you'd use the wireless one probably to make it easier. Yeah, you just get a um, adapter that goes. You take out the Denise graphics chip, put the adapter in there, and then plug the Denise into that, so it's still going through the Denise video chip, but it captures it through the um, uh, Raspberry Pi and then converts to HDMI. Yep. Yeah, I mean Sweet. it works. An online marketplace called Dark Market dun, 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 <laughs> sold illegal drugs has been taken down in an operation led by German law enforcement agencies. European police agency Europol said the market had almost 500,000 users with 2,400 sellers. Transactions conducted on it in cryptocurrency were worth more than 140 million euros or 220 Australian million Australian dollars. The vendors on the marketplace mainly traded all kinds of drugs and sold counterfeit money, stolen or counterfeit credit card details, anonymous SIM cards and malware. Agencies from Australia, Denmark, Moldova, Ukraine, United Kingdom and the United States also took part in the operation, which Europol helped coordinate. Darknet markets are e-commerce sites designed to lie beyond the reach of regular search engines. They're popular with criminals as buyers and sellers are largely untraceable. Payments on the dark market were made in Bitcoin and Monero. The investigation was led by German prosecutors and an Australian citizen who is alleged to be the operator of dark market was arrested near the German-Danish border last weekend. More than 20 servers were seized in Moldova and in Ukraine. They weren't doing a real good job if they were that easy to find. No. <laughs> it's hardly Silk Road, is it? Yeah, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want to think about stuff like that. Like, I get what they'll, you know, if you go into that much trouble to have an operation like that, you could at least, you know, better security do something guys. properly. Um, if you're doing 220 million a year in trade, surely you could afford some better security and anonymity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, I, I, I mean, was it on, was it on the dark web though? It was. It was a dark web one, yeah. Yeah. So they're obviously, I mean, inherently most of that stuff's relatively hard to find. It's probably a long operation. In all honesty, it's probably pretty impressive because it would have been a long, long operation over a long period of time to, to find that. Yeah. I'm, must have got some guys inside with accounts and stuff to see what's going on and then somehow trace them. Slightly concerned that they weren't using um, peer-to-peer resources rather than centralised location. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I don't know what that was about, but... Uh, Next time, Gadget. Yeah. And uh, you want to hear this mic from now on? Yeah, well, it's very hard. It's not, not a very good gaming setup because the mic's right in front of me and the keyboard's about three foot that way, so... It's very, very <laughs> difficult to do this for gaming. Um, so Parler came and went. <laughs> it's very, very disappeared very quickly. Um, but it disappeared. Um, Parler fi- is currently filing a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court, alleging that the suspension from the AWS services violated antitrust law and breached contractual agreement. Um, AWS cut off parlor services on Sunday citing the proliferation of hate speech and the site's role in organising last week's riot at the US Capitol um, but you, you, here's the thing like um, parlor attempts to is basically saying that the removal from AWS was politically motivated and designed to reduce competition in the market blogging service market uh, to the benefit of Twitter Parler's asking the court to issue a temporary restraining order that would force AWS to reinstate Parler's account and refrain from suspending, terminate, or failing to provide any service. Um, 
I know Google and Apple took the apps off uh, a few days before that happened. Apple gave them a few chances and said, all you have to do is allow moderation. And they said, no. Yeah. Well, we told you that was it. And if you don't do it, then you can't be here. So. Which they didn't need the app. It works perfectly fine without it by design. Um, so you just go to the website or something? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And that's really what I want people to do. It's an, The whole point of it is it's a non-moderated forum. Like that, that's the point of it. There is no sense, censorship. There is no moderation. You know? So... But it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, in some regards, I'm kind of surprised they were using AWS servers, honestly. Yep. I would have thought that they would have been somewhat more uh, geolocated in a better spot than that. Yeah. Or but, at least run your own servers. I mean, they must have had millions cash injection from a lot of places. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't... <laughs> Uh, especially given the way the US was behaving, I wouldn't be putting anything on their servers. <laughs> it's like um, we were just talking about the uh, dark web, dude. You're mm. just not trying hard enough because if we could think of ways that you could have got around things, then surely you could have or somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's not, not even... It's It's literally like, oh, look, here's a template. Let me just click on that. Oh, I've built my website. Oh, my site's been taken down. Like... <laughs> Hosted, here's a clue, hosted in North America. Yeah. Not America, mm-hmm. somewhere else? Um, like Sweden is really good because they're internet neutral. They don't have uh, censorship laws and stuff. Like, um, for example, I was talking before about using a, a VPN. If you set your VPN to Europe and specifically like Switzerland and Sweden, um, you get access to everything because they don't have lockdown. Like, they, they don't have restrictions on their internet. So... You yeah, can access don't all the sites. <clears throat> don't set it to China. Don't set it to like Vietnam. Don't set it to well, don't set it to America. Um, <laughs> UK, UK, Australia. <laughs> Any of what do they call themselves? The Big Five, something. Mm, the Big Five, isn't that countries like countries that all have a law between them to yeah for internet stuff? Well, that's like that's uh, well, the UN basically. Anybody involved in that? <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there, girlfriend. So, it's like Brexit all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks ago, Adobe dropped support for Flash Player. Ah, <gasps> surprise. And They've only been warning you for seven years, so don't take it like it's... <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Adobe dropped support for Flash Player and continue to strongly recommend that all users immediately uninstall the browser plugin for security reasons. Starting today, Adobe has gone one step further and blocked Flash content entirely. So if you're on the bandwagon of making your website 100% Flash. Because <laughs> everybody which, does that these which days. Which any sane web designer told you not to do. Any good GS in his really website. Cool. <laughs> your website doesn't exist anymore. When a user attempts to load a Flash game or content in the browser such as Chrome, the content now fails to load and instead displays a small banner that leads to the Flash end of life page on Adobe's website. While this day has long been coming with many browsers disabling Flash by default years ago, it's officially the end of a 25 year era for Flash. First introduced by Macromedia in 1996 and acquired by Adobe in 2005. Since Adobe will no longer be supporting Flash Player after December 31, 2020, and Adobe will block Flash content from running in Flash Player beginning January 12, 2021. Adobe strongly recommends all users immediately uninstall Flash Player to help protect their systems. It's funny how they put it that way as a security thing because that's exactly the problem. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, like, okay, there is a downside to this. I used to play a lot of um, Flash games through browsers. Yeah, you know, there's Kitty Cannon, and there's a whole heap they used to play all the time. So they're not going to work. Now, Dino Black Sheep had all real cool animations to watch. Yeah, so there was some upsides to Flash. Yeah, um, it had its time when you couldn't, you know, do much animation with gifs and stuff back in the day. Flash did all that really cool stuff. Yeah, well, that's you it. You can even play um, Mario. You can, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, who? Uh, 
who would play HTML5 Mario? HTML5 now, so it's like taken over from Flash. It has. It's uh, and that's almost a hundred percent exactly the same as the original Nintendo one. It's except the scaling throw because it's in widescreen. Yeah. <coughs> it uh, throws the scaling off. Ah. Because I went back to the. So I've got the Nintendo Classic thingy, yep. um, and Compare yeah, it. I can play that a lot easier than I can play this, because the scaling on the screen's wrong. Ah, uh, right. But oh, it's still fun. It's it's actually yeah, a very yeah, yeah. it's a very good port. It's actually really well done. <laughs> um, uh, that's the wrong button. But uh, yeah, it's just not quite the same. Go get him. Start chucking so, your balls at them. That's it. I see I can single jump all this stuff normally. <laughs> there's a second... Um, I always forget the second tunnel. I go down the first one all the time, but there's a second one you can take too. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, um... Uh, yeah. Adobe first announced its plans to discontinue Flash in 2017. Open standards such as HTML5, WebGL, and WebAssembly have continually matured over the years and serve as viable alternative for Flash content. Adobe does not intend to issue Flash player updates or security patches any longer, so it's recommended that users uninstall the plugin. Over the years, Flash had an infamous reputation due to numerous security vulnerabilities that exposed Mac and PC users to malware and other risks, forcing vendors like Microsoft and Apple to work tirelessly to keep up with security fixes. Now we can all use, what was it that Microsoft brought out? Silver. Silverlight. What was it? Silverlight. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, everyone uses that all the time, right? Oh, that was huge for about 12 minutes. <laughs> if that, I mean. Well, if you, if you used, um, if you had the office suite and you had, um, what was their web editor? Um, front page. From, yeah. If you use front page, by default, it would use the Silverlight oh. extensions and everything. <laughs> it was horrible. It really was. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think Silverlight's been banned from browsers. I think it's still perfectly acceptable it's programming. It just anyway. doesn't actually get used for anything. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> uh. So speaking of uh, Microsoft, oh, I think wait. Have you finished with your story? Too bad. So, yes, sir. <laughs> when uh, when arrived at something heinous, ignorant, or just inevitably cynical, because let's face it, most rivals do, it's tempting to try to take advantage of it. When Facebook announced last week that WhatsApp users either had to agree that the app would share more of their data with Facebook by February or be excommunicated from WhatsApp, this is a really well written. <laughs> Microsoft couldn't help itself. Suddenly, there was Redmond protesting that services are more privacy conscious. Well, one of its services. Well, Skype. <laughs> In a serendipitous twist, a tweet on the Skype account, users were told, Skype respects your privacy. We are committed to keeping your personal private data private and do not sell to third parties. This came with a link to Microsoft's privacy statement. Sample wording, we also obtained data about you from third parties. Perhaps some might have seen this as a noble and well-commercial as well as commercial message. Anybody who suggests that Facebook is to privacy what KN West is to re re reticence surely has the respect of many. Yet Twitter is also... Twitter is? Wow. Also responded to Skype's sudden brav bravado weren't inspired. There are criticisms of Skype's slowness on mobile, its tendency to demand your private phone number and even its past troubles with privacy. It's worth, of course, considering where Skype exists at all. Hasn't Teams become what Skype was supposed to be but never quite made it? With the sudden onset of working from home, everybody was Zooming when they could have been, at least theoretically, Skyping. Indeed, my ZDNet colleagues re re recently offered a detailed exposition of why Skype is an unhappy relic of a freedom-loving time. The bugginess, the spam, the constant updates, none of this earns Skype affection. Conversely, WhatsApp's whole ethos was based around ease of encryption. How sad indeed that Microsoft thinks Skype, of all of its products, could somehow replace the WhatsApp versus Skype in a Steve Steve Curry versus Jake Paul, and it doesn't even seem like it's the same sport. Why Elon Musk insists your best choice is Signal? In any case, Facebook has been siphoning off data from WhatsApp for quite some time. The latest announcement just made the process more grotesquely grabby. 
Why would Microsoft suddenly think that anybody would suddenly think Skype is a fine option? Perhaps it's better to do something than nothing. Could it be, though, that Microsoft is also trying to align itself with Apple's headline, hardline stance against Facebook, but more in muted tones? At least you might still insist Skype doesn't sell your data to third parties. This may be because, unlike Facebook, its businesses and advertising. It's still worried that Skype is simply part of it. It's instructive indeed how Mark. Uh, instructive, yeah, indeed, how Microsoft Skype these days. Skype's Twitter profile offers this description. The next generation of Skype from Microsoft gives you better ways to chat, call, and plan fun things to do with the people in your life every day. <laughs> Skype, before Microsoft got it, was so far ahead in audio and video conferencing, nobody else was anywhere near it. And then Microsoft bought it, dropped the ball, as they often tend to do, and now everyone's gone elsewhere. Pretty much. The only Pretty reason much. I have Skype on my computer is because it's built into the operating Windows, system yeah. now, and I can't uninstall oh. it. And then magically, in the last couple of months, it's like, I'm just going to always launch Skype on your computer, no matter what, even if you don't want to use it. I only have it because my boss insists it's the best way to send you a file. There's, what, hang on. <laughs> what? Well, seriously, I, we you have... You should get a new boss. <laughs> I'm working on it. We have emails. We have um, the program I can never... Yammer, which is basically like a private in-house version of Sky, of uh, Facebook. It's for like inter-business stuff. Yep. So we have emails. We have Yammer. We have Facebook. We have um, the server. We have a paid Dropbox, a paid OneDrive, and a paid Google account. And he thinks the best way to... S- oh, and he uses... Um, what's that? Not MeWe. What's that bloody... We, WeChat. Yep. He makes us get WeChat. And yet, he insists the best way to send me a file is over Skype. Which I never log into until two days later when he goes, Hey, did you get that file I sent you? No. Yes. Did you send it a sane way or did you send it a silly way? Oh, I can't believe. Yes. Okay. Right. Like, seriously, there's 12 ways to send it to me and you send it in the one I don't look at. Because he knows you're not going to look at it. <laughs> yeah. And the, I want your opinion on something. I don't want you to look at it, but I want your opinion on something. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, I've sent it to you. It's your problem now. <laughs> yes. Netflix will release 70 original movies in 2021, touting the streaming service's most ambitious slate yet as the theatrical movie business remains stuck in limbo. Netflix's lineup of movies include one of its most expensive today to Red Notice an action movie starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, as well as sequels to its hit romantic comedies, The Kissing Booth, and To All the Boys I've Loved Before. The streaming service has also commissioned more than a dozen dramas, including the directorial debut of Halle Berry and a feature starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Once a naughty word among filmmakers loyal to the movie theatres, Netflix is now one of the few reliable studios in town. Netflix is also increasing its output as theatres remain closed in much of the world. The pandemic has made it hard for rival studios to release their projects, and many of them have delayed most of their top titles until more theatres are open. Netflix took advantage in 2020, releasing new movies from directors Spike Lee, George Clooney, and Gina Prince Spitherwood to entertain people stuck at home. It also acquired several movies from studios that were unable to use at theatres. The streaming service has scaled up its operations over the past few years under the film chief, Scott Stuber, adding more action movies, Extraction, The Old Guard, and Spencer Confidential to its crop of Oscar-winning dramas, documentaries, and romantic comedies. Netflix will release movies in almost every genre in 2021, including action, horror, comedy, thriller, drama, western, and animation. With this big of a global audience, there's a great appetite for films, Stuber said in an interview. I'm excited about the diversity of what the teams are doing. Stuber's team is overseeing a slate of 52 live action movies in English and a further 10 in foreign languages. Netflix will also release eight animated movies in 2021. The 
70 day film telly doesn't include the documentaries well it's a lot of stuff coming i mean you know they're only 10 years behind in their thought process but okay yeah <laughs> but there are still a lot of stuff coming to cinemas yeah. Um, you know, Little Things, Cinderella, Judas and the Black Messiah, um, Nobody, The Father, there's a Tom and Jerry, there's a Raya and the Last Dragon, um, yeah, Peter Rabbit it's 2. There's supposed to be a lot of so, um, Mortal Kombat. 70s, 80s, and 90s stuff free on YouTube now, too, I hear. Uh, okay, they rotate through it, yeah. Ah. I was uh, watching. Um, uh, and it's way but loose. Yeah. The other day. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen it for ages. The neat part, neat part about it being on YouTube is because it's on YouTube, you can just skip through like a normal YouTube video. So, or you can play it at two times speed. Yeah. So a lot of the movie I was playing it two times, and then when it gets to the good bits, like the part where he's tearing <laughs> the car apart and stuff, I slow back to normal and watch it, then go back to two times. It's actually a really good way to watch videos. <laughs> We only got an hour to go before we're going out. Oh, good enough time to watch a movie in double speed. Yeah, exactly. Go. And now they've got they finally got pitch shift correct on there, so it doesn't screw up you the pitches. You can watch Lord of the Rings in like four hours. Yeah, you can watch Titanic in like half a night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's something funky with that movie, eh? It's only, yeah. I mean, it is a long movie, but it's only like it's not super long. Yeah. Um, no, I'll double check. But it Someone feels saying, like it's basically a very long movie about how this old lady hooked up with this young guy one night many years ago. But more or less, I mean, okay, it is a three and a half hour movie, so it's not a uh, okay. It's longer than I thought it was. Okay, it does. No wonder it feels like a long movie. Then it actually is a three and a half hour movie. Yep. Um. Apparently, there's a Titanic two. I just discovered. End of the iceberg. Uh, but. Ava- I mean, Ava- personal. Avatar's almost three hours, and that did not feel like a three-hour movie. There's supposed to be another four <coughs> of those coming out, isn't there? It's supposed to be. Um, yeah. Titanic, honouring the 100th anniversary of its namesake, a modern luxury liner called Titanic 2 sets sail along the same path when a looming iceberg spells doom, the crew struggles to avoid a similar fate. Well, that doesn't <laughs> happen anymore because we melted all the icebergs, <laughs> so there's no problem. Yeah, well, that's it. Greta made sure of it. Yeah. So... Um, speaking of Firefox, which you were before about the whole, uh, Java thing, not Java, the other one, Flash, um, not that Java's much better, mind you, um, Firefox is to block the backspace key from working as a back button. Because what? Citing accidental data loss. I suppose (laughs) if you're busy typing in a whole page of stuff and you hit delete and suddenly it's gone to the page before and you're like... I thought it was like um, alt left arrow used to go. Used to back. be, or yeah, and it that used, makes sense. Like I've got a key on my mouse that goes back. I always thought it was escape that sent you back. Uh. Uh, I know F five does a reload and shift F five does a hard reload, like clear cache and reload. Um, but uh, who uses? Does anybody use the back button or a lot of people use firefox but does anybody use the backspace key chrome removed support for backspace in 2016 okay that makes sense because i've never never worked in chrome so i figured it was my imagination and never worked um yeah using alt left keyboard shortcut instead or setting browser backspace underscore action to zero in the about config to re-enable it so it's disabled by default but you can re-enable it if you want um <laughs> that's int- that was a thing and I don't think anyone else would be pressing backspace to go back one so, page so, so what they're saying what they've got here is they're saying that uh, the change is currently active in Firefox and expect to go live next month um, it was pre- first proposed back in July of 2014 they got uh, finally caught up. At the it. time, most engineers argued that fire that users press the backspace key don't always mean to navigate backwards. Uh, pressing the backspace key does different things depending on where the cursor is. Whether the kid's behavior has been argued for a very long time. Back in 2014, McBride asked other Mozilla engineers to gather data. Subsequent data showed the backspace key is by far the most pressed keyboard shortcut inside Firefox. 40 million monthly active users pressing the key, triggering the back navigation. 
To put it in perspective, this is well above the 16 million Firefox users that press Control F to search content inside Control F searches. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought F3. Um, and 15 million users press the page reload, which is F5 and Control R. The giant difference between the first and other popular shortcuts led engineers to conclude that many of the backspace keys were most likely accidental. <laughs> so there you go. It's only taken them seven years, but they finally figured out. <laughs> Good work, Firefox. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting little little article. It just shows you the the mindset of sometimes of how they don't want to, you know, they're like, oh, but this is the way we designed it. We don't want to change it. <laughs> <clears throat> you know. I've got a quick one before we finish up. Yep, so far. The United States Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agent, CISA, has issued an alert to users of Google Chrome to update their web browsers to address vulnerabilities that could be exploited by attackers to take control of computers. Chrome Stable version 8704280141 is being rolled out for Microsoft Windows, Apple Mac OS, and Linux distribution contains 16 security fixes, Google said. Of these, 15 are rated as high severity with the most serious vulnerabilities allowing for remote code execution on the privileged context that Chrome is running in. Vulnerabilities include seven after a uh, use after free memory corruption bugs, including one in the Blink rendering engine and an out of bounds write vulnerability in the V8 JavaScript engine. The V8 CVE 2020-15995 bug could be exploited by a specially crafted web page to cause memory hate corruption and was reported by Bohan Lu at Tencent Security Sunwoo Lab last month. While the awards for the V8 and CVE 2022-1115 use after free and a safe browsing bugs are yet to be determined, Google paid out $111,000 US in bug bounties to other researchers reporting vulnerabilities in Chrome. Don't use old Chrome update quick. Well, that's what I want to get hexed. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Chrome Auto updates every time you close it anyway. Yep. It's only if you leave a browser My open. work one had this one bug where some text wouldn't show up on a particular internal web page. And a guy uh, did a Zoom session with me today and I had to share the screen. I'm like, he's like, show me it happening. I'm like, but it's not doing that now. And I think Chrome Auto updated itself and it fixed, fixed it. the problem. Yeah. So... There's no problem to fix, and I was the only one in the whole company that had that issue. Yeah. Of the tons and tons of people using the same website, for me, it didn't work, and I guess uh, update fixed that one. The other thing sometimes, too, I'll see if I don't know if I can capture it. I'll see if I can grab a screen. If you go into your settings, is this going to show up? Oh, yeah. If you scroll down, you've got, uh, if you go into advanced and go down, down the bottom here, you have use hardware acceleration when available. Yep. On almost all the systems I have, I turn that off because it tends uh, to create artifacts and does weird things with text sometimes. Right. I very there's only one computer I think I've got that that's on. Everything else that's turned off on because it just seems to do weird things. Right. Um. So that's a good a good way to start. Start by turning that off, and ninety percent of the time that'll fix your problems. I don't know why. I don't know how that functions and how that causes issues but it seems to it's wheels tip of the week a lot of the forums i've read they are oh, turn hardware acceleration off and sure enough you turn hardware acceleration <laughs> off and it works you anything would, left for you you would think it would just be for like video playback and things like that but no it can be like this banner th like yeah. you can have sometimes i've seen text overlaying on text like you'll get the banner or whatever's moved down and it's overlaying over the body of the text. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uncheck that and it comes back to the way it's supposed to be. It's like, right. what does that have to do? <laughs> How does that work? Uh, anyway, hackers. There you go, there's my story. Um, <laughs> um, hackers have leaked the COVID-19 vaccine data they stole in a cyber attack. Oh. Um, they stole it from part of cyber attack targeting European Union medical agency. The organisation has admitted the attack against the European Medicines Agency was the first was first disclosed last month, and now it's been determined that those behind the hack had gained access to information about the coronavirus vaccines. Uh, the ongoing uh, investigation has revealed some unlawfully someone unlawfully accessed documents. That's one way of putting it. Related to COVID-19 and vaccines belonging to third parties have been leaked to the internet. 
Um, so basically, go through, and it's available there if anybody wants to read. It's all the, it's everything from the sequencing right through to the chemical compounds. So that it's all available to to read. Um, what they've put in it, and then there's some nasty stuff in there. Um, but it's not the first time pharmaceutical farms and other organisations um, have been attacked. Specifically, COVID vaccine development have been targeted by hackers. Uh, the UK's National Cyber Security Centre got attacked. <laughs> so, well done, guys. Governments <laughs> don't have security. Uh, Microsoft's also come in the party saying that uh, they're being... Um, because their state-sponsored hacking operations have been targeting coronavirus vaccine producers, Microsoft has also been under attack. The World Health Organization has been under attack. CDC has been under attack. <laughs> uh, currently, they're saying one in three attacks are coronavirus-related. So it's got to be telling you something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone's not happy about something. Thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Head Show broadcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Now also at patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Sign up for $4 a month, $10 a month, or from several other tiers. See the site for details. And coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Make a one-off donation of any size. You're going to screw that up one day, and I'm going to laugh and laugh. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Email us, glennwheelwarlock at aussietechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com. 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand, including this one. New shows added each Friday. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.